The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. We continue the most chaotic half an hour in radio. Crossover between the happy hour and, and On the Block. I'm Austin Norman. Stricky on the far, your right, my left. Happy hour, Nick and Rico in the middle. Um, USF or Syracuse is what we're talking about. Is Kyle McCord starting on short notice? That's the real question. Oh, dang. That would be <laughs> crazy. Upperclassman veteran. He'd be the Give Josh Syracuse lost the three football. and a half. If, yeah, if Kyle McCord's starting, then yeah, Syracuse. But since he's not, or at least I doubt he is. He Give is, me the Bulls. He is not. Give me the Bulls of South Florida. I mean, there's a hey, chance. They don't have did you see what, either. So. Did you see Western Kentucky? Their quarterback was in the transfer portal. He suited up and went with them to the bowl game. Emergency, they're down 17 nothing. so they put him in the game. He leads them to a comeback victory. He's yeah. still in the portal. Yeah, shout out to Austin Reed. <laughs> ah, big Austin Reed guy here. Yeah, me as well. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, Let's I know you guys in. talked about <laughs> Casey Thompson um, with us mm-hmm. there for a little bit too, but we didn't get a chance yesterday to talk about Trevor Purdy going into the transfer portal uh, for Nebraska. It started leaking uh, about what that been five thirty or so, and we had Evan Bland on the program. He didn't uh, give indications that he knew that was coming. So in the you know two and a half hours from when we had Evan on to when Chubba Purdy announced that either it became official or something changed. But the the state of that quarterback room, Nick, I know you and I talked about it a little bit, the conversations yeah. around it, it still feels like there there would have been room for Nebraska to bring in a veteran or retain a veteran, um, like a, a Chubba Purdy, a Casey Thompson type, even if it wasn't him. But whatever it looked like, we said Nebraska probably needed two quarterbacks this offseason. I don't think anyone expected it to be two guys in the same high school class at all. So what are we feeling about the state of the quarterback room? They got the two we wanted, even if it wasn't the two we thought they were going to get. I don't I don't know, guys. I, I mean, I think you feel okay. You don't feel good because neither one of your, what you would assume. I mean, you have three scholarship guys right now. Mm-hmm. There's three. And and one of them had uh, some some experience this season, but their play regressed, and that's Heinrich Harburg. Chubba Purdy's now out. Um, you then have two other guys that haven't played a single snap of college football 
that are both, I mean, some of the better high school uh, quarterbacks in the entire country, but they don't have a single step of high, or snap of high school football. Like there's, and in and in the season in the landscape of college football, there's not like warm up games. Yeah, you can't you can't have yeah. warm up games anymore. And so, and you, um, what do you really learn out of spring? I yeah, mean, really, let's be yeah. honest. You don't. So I mean, like, I mean, coming out of spring last year, we were told how great Sims was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, coming out of fall. I mean, coming out of fall camp. Yeah, it was it was yeah. You yeah. know, Jeff's completing the rate. I'll never forget the comment from Marcus Satterfield, where it's like, "Listen, Jeff's completing at a rate of sixty five percent," and I was like, "Okay, cool, take it." They fixed it. The statistics show that if you have a quarterback that completes around sixty five percent of his passes, you're winning eight games. Yeah, Nebraska yeah. was able to figure out a way to win five and have a, a chance to be you know five and three with four games left with a guy that was not completing nearly that. So, um. I don't know. I don't know how great you feel about. You feel great about the future, mm-hmm. but the immediate future, next season specifically, I still would like them to go out and see if they can get a guy um, that has plenty of experience. That even if he is understanding of, hey, listen, I don't have a chance to start, or even if he does, he would have to have a chance to start. He would have to have a chance to start. To. But understanding that, hey, listen, this is the way the room's kind of shaped up, and you know, Dylan Rail is going to be the hot commodity. So. Um, we just need you to kind of be a bridge. Mentor him. Yeah, mentor. Yeah, you, you you would like that, but hearing Rule and his presser saying that they're not really fans of the yeah. one-year guys kind of puts the kibosh on that because if you go out and you get a guy that's, you know, two years, three years, whatever, um, that cuts into the time where, look, they brought in Dylan Raiola and they're, they're really confident about the future and possibly the present with him, so... If you're bringing somebody in, which I I think that they probably should, even if they don't like it, just a one year guy to be that bridge quarterback, to be that maybe a mentor and and you know to at least push him in the spring and in the fall, even if they don't end up winning the job, which is going to be hard to convince somebody like, hey, mm-hmm. you're going to come here and you're going to battle it out for the starting spot. You've played college football for three, however four, however many years you've played, you're going to battle it out with a true freshman. Like it'd be really hard to convince somebody that there is a chance that they don't end up being the starter and the guy in front of them is is somebody who hasn't taken a single collegiate snap. But in my mind, I I would like that. I, I would feel a lot more comfortable with the quarterback room if they did have somebody like that. But with the the three scholarship quarterbacks, they do also have the the walk-on Jack Walsh, who, I Luke mean... Luke Longville. Luke Longville. You know, some of those guys who, pl- I guess not played, but have been in the collegiate ranks for a little bit. Um, maybe those guys will be sort of mentor figures, but again, guys that haven't really taken as many snaps uh, of collegiate football. And that's why I think Heiner Carberg is staying in the quarterback room. I don't think they want to go get that one-year guy. So even if there's potential for him outside, like we've talked about before, Strick, I just think they're so low on options, they feel like they have to keep him there at least for this year. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not against that. Again, I still believe that there needs to be an identification of a quarterback coach. Just when you have such youth in the building, you want to make sure that mechanics and, you know, the ability to read and whatever it is in their passing game that the messages are being conveyed because you don't want to have to take that, the onus of that from Coach Satterfield who really needs to ramp up his side of the ball in so many ways and creativity. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take him off that. I'm okay with him being with the tight ends. I think that's something that that's his, that's his mainstay. That's what he's good at. But I still think they need somebody at that, at that position to be able to help in this progression of getting those guys. Now, 
I personally think still find a way to use Harburg's abilities like a Taysom Hill. You just, you know, find out ways but in which you can use him. I, and if not, at the quarterback position. I would argue, though, that like right when we started to see how This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Henrik Harburg, like, yeah, that thought came into my mind of the Taysom Hill, but I, I don't think that by the time he was done being Nebraska's starting quarterback that the decisiveness was there. Like, I don't, I don't think... I don't know if, if Heinrich Harburg's running ability, like, yes, he's he's an incredible athlete, but I don't know if I trust him. You don't, you wouldn't trust him like at a hybrid tight end position, run him up Maybe, maybe in a tight end position, yeah, but, what, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. like Taysom Hill taking snaps. No. Taysom Hill throws the ball no. sometimes. Do you want Heinrich Harburg no. throwing the ball well, at all? I'm saying you can still use it, whether it be in Wildcat. Yeah. There's so many creative things. Who is that guy that Minnesota him. had? That like 6'4", 230 pound, like third string quarterback. If you want to run him, straight line run. Yeah, there's so many just creative things you can use them Texas had the 18-wheeler package where they brought in that big boy quarterback as mostly goal mm-hmm. line and they're like look he's either going to run it himself or they're going to run an option with him and he's just going to follow behind the big boys he's also a big boy himself but does Heinrich's running ability does his athleticism offset a, a potential if it's needed for him to pass the ball does does his ability to run the ball and his athleticism offset what we've seen and his his lack of accuracy and and the turnover prone maybe not as much um, as Jeff Sims was but still turnover prone uh, that he has I think so because I think you can use him at that tight end position, not only um, with his his straight line speed, his ability to probably take advantage of of uh, mismatches that could could pose. I, I I would match him up against any linebacker or any you mm-hmm. know strong safety mm-hmm. out there with his abilities there. So I look at that, and then I also look at the fact that he's he don't mind contact. No, he 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 likes to put his. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't mind him on some crackbacks, some wham blocks. I think he would freaking love it. But I don't think that I think his mechanics are so far away, man. What does that he I just want? don't think and that's the issue. Like I think he's probably would want to but if I'm rule and that I'm that staff, I'm I'm telling him I'm having a conversation like this. Where do you want to be after this is all said and done? When college is setting over, mm-hmm. yeah. where do you want to play? Let me be real with you. I coached at this level. I'm trying to tell you now, you're probably not going to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do? If you don't want to play, we'll leave you here and we'll give you a shot and let you, you know, run it out and your career could run out, you mm-hmm. know, in the great good night, in the in the, in the daylight savings time, you know, of whatever it is yeah. that you have. But if you but actually want to get on the field. If you want to play and get on the field and you want to play at the next level, yep. here's where it can work for you. It, it, as a professional coach, Who's been there, seen, evaluated? I'm trying to help you, young man, but it's up to you. I'm not going to force you, but let me just tell you. That's and, and it would be is, up to you. That tight end room is stacked right now, and I, I don't know about talent wise, just bodies wise. That tight that tight end room has a lot of people in it. But there's so many packages, right? Two tight ends. Yeah, those guys are young too. Like, 
who's to say that they're ready? We always thought Fedoni. I, I'm I'm still not sold on Fedoni. Yeah. You know, he's soft as cotton nail to me. You know? Well, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. just saying. I mean, I've hey, seen hey, him miss with blocks. Well, and that's and that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I had this conversation on air a couple days ago regarding the tight end room, and this is where I kind of landed on it. We always say that they're underutilized, right? They're they're underused. Well, when we speak on that, we always gravitate towards just in pass catching and in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Underutilized also means what are you getting out of them as a blocker? Yeah. In the in the gritty parts of it. Yeah, I don't care if here's the deal is I don't care if you go out and just have one touchdown in three games, but guess what? It, it, as long as you're making the block on a wide receiver screen, then okay, yeah. But but multiple times when Billy Kemp got blown up in the backfield, mm-hmm. it was because we had a whiff. Yeah. When, when you when you're not quick enough, a tentative whiff. Yeah. Man. When, when not, not when, a when you're, when you're not when you're not quick enough to get you know Shit, I don't a, even hor- think it was that. horizontal or or when you're not willing to just kind of lo- lower your shoulder or, or blow somebody up, well then you know maybe maybe it, this isn't the level. Like yeah. and that's okay. But maybe there's another place out there where you can be just a receiving tight end. Right, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not strictly speaking to Thomas Fedoni. I'm, I'm talking to the whole tight end. No room question. Because th- there was a lot of blocking issues on the perimeter, and, and this can be this. I mean, you could say the same thing for wide receivers. Yeah, I was going to say you, you can say the same mm-hmm. thing for wide receivers. You want to tell th- wide receivers? Was, I mean, you, you can go down the list. Yep. You can go down the list yep. of guys that maybe don't aren't. aren't if if you're not going to play a role in the vertical passing game, that's fine. Be out there and have a purpose while you're out there. Yeah, we need some Cluster Johnsons I mean, and some Abdul Muhammad's and guys like that. They're blocked 15 yards downfield. I say they were. T- they've been talking about it where it, the the whole no block, no rock. If you're not going to block somebody, you, you're not going to get the pass thrown your way. And yeah. You know, you know, Nick just said if you're not going to have an impact in the vertical passing game, if you're not going to have an impact in the running game, you're not going to you're not going to be a part of the vertical passing game. If you can't block somebody, then in the packages where we're going to pass it. We're pulling you off the field because you're not doing your job in this play. Mm-hmm. Why are we gonna? Ha- why are we going to reward you with a potential touchdown if you're not out there busting your butt trying to help somebody else score? Rico, let me speak to that because let me just take it to the basketball realm. Um, because I talked about this with Josiah Alec. Mm-hmm. He was scrapping, hustling, no rink mask, just trying to do the best he can to you know. Fill a void. Yeah. And he got out on the break a couple times after a couple transitions and ran his butt off and they fed him. Yep. That's what you're talking about. It's that reward for the work. You know what I mean? Your willingness to run and do this and do do things that may not necessarily show up in 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 the uh, stat sheet. At least it shows up in yeah. the production of the team mm-hmm. moving moving mm-hmm. chains and stuff like that. It's the same thing people used to say about me. I, I was watching the game that me and Austin were watching. And you heard the announcer say, uh, Strickland, he does things that may not necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but it shows up in the win column. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Those mm-hmm. are the type of players Glue you guy. want. Glue yeah. guys, guys that are going to do stuff that may not necessarily be the glitz and glory of the thing. Darn because right. you think, you know, if you're out there blocking, then at some point, you know, with that play action, you're going to pretend to block. All of a sudden you get out there. They've been blocked by you so many times. They're they're prepped for it. They're waiting for the run. All of a sudden you're running by them. Same thing. You're yep. scrapping. You're doing all that down low. You box somebody out, you know, it's long rebound. All of a sudden, you're running. They're waiting for the, the physicality of you boxing them out. They're not ready. All of a sudden, you're out on the break. There you go. That's yeah. why you get those rewards. Yeah, man. Speaking of taking it into the basketball realm, we got, we got some good basketball knowledge in the room. Let's use it. Huskers and North Dakota. We'll talk about that game and plenty more as we continue on the block. Of course, brought to you by our friends at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. 
open uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday before the Christmas holiday. Thanks Christmas for holiday. sticking around, guys. Yeah, appreciate we you appreciate Thanks it. for letting us. Yeah, thanks Anytime. for allowing us. This is On the Block. More of the show next. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.